All right. Where do we start? I'm annoyed. But, uh, yeah. We, we, we knew. We did a podcast last week. We knew. We knew. <laughs> and and um, I think all of us said everything around the race is going to be idiocy and, and things that we do not enjoy. But yes. the race itself could be all right. Could, could be. It is now, it is now devolving into the biggest sh- shambles in modern Formula One. Since Indianapolis. Is that, is that no. Since Indianapolis. It is. Yeah. Since, since Indianapolis 2000 and whatever, five, six, I don't know what year it was, shambolic. Yeah. This is so okay. So, for viewers who who may not be watching, free practice one today was cut very, very, very short after Carlos Sainz drove over an exposed, well, a raised manhole cover, um, which completely destroyed the floor of his car. I've seen photos where parts of the plank are off, have been literally like shorn off the bottom of his car. Fred Vasseur has said that his the monocoque, the battery, and the engine are completely destroyed. And this is all because the, the track is not fit for purpose. So they can't. They cancelled for uh, FP1 because of safety concerns across the whole track. There is now a delay. I'm not sure they're supposed to start in exactly one minute. You've got the the feed there, but the for, FP2 is supposed to start in a minute's time. They have kicked all of the fans out of the grandstands for for FP2. Well, because just, of logistical reasons. Because of logistical reasons. Now let's be clear about this. Right now, as we record, it is 2.30 a.m. in Las Vegas. In Vegas. 2.30 a.m., and they are about, they are momentarily starting FP2, which who knows, we could have a whole other thing to talk about in a minute, but they're doing it in front of no fans, no fans at the spectacle event that started for reasons known only to Formula One late, 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 late in the evening, so late in the evening that there's no one on the East Coast watching this, no chance in hell. It's 5.30 in the morning on the East Coast. Gosh, there's just so many things to to talk about. I just don't even know where to start. I mean, they've spent half a half a billion pounds to hold this event in Las Vegas. Yep, and we've and, had eight minutes of action. But that's all right. The drivers got to stand in raised boxing rings and wave at the crowd like idiots. Goodness me, this is not good. This is not good. If this if this is the, the big advertisement for Formula One this year, then what a dud. Yeah, yeah. Don't sign me up. But let's let's I mean, we've, right, we've, let's let's go back a step here because this the Vegas F one event has been a pipe dream for Formula One for forty years. It's been yes. all based around the sport being popular enough, wealthy enough, the interest of the public being high enough that they could host an event like this and make it the USA's version of a Monaco. That's that's yep. the end game here. <laughs> what we've ended up with is a is an event that has been however long in the making, and we've got a few things to so, say yeah. about it. Let's start with talking about what this actually looks like as a functioning track now that we've got there's all the empty grandstands as they start FP2, which is insane to me. <laughs> we've got a track that looks predominantly like a construction zone in the middle of Vegas. The only shot, the only shot worth a damn is the helicopter. And even yep. half the time that's cut off by different things in the way of the track. Yep. We touched on this a little bit on our pod last week. Uh, go back and listen if you like. The lights of Vegas was always the 
the hook for this, it's seeing the, the cars the on the card. Vegas Strip with Absolutely. the lights of Vegas around them. And I, I messaged you uh, when the safety car was doing its its runaround earlier this morning, mm-hmm. and um, I was so I said to you, I'm just so disappointed. This just doesn't even it barely resembles Vegas. The the only way you would know you're in Vegas is if you've been to Vegas multiple times, like we have, and right. you can say that's where the Planet Hollywood is. That's where right. Bellagio is supposed to be. That's where the MGM Grand is. If you if you have never been to Vegas or you've been to Vegas once, you would have absolutely – this is not an advertisement for Vegas or no. for Formula One. You know what it looks like in a sense? Saudi Arabia. But yeah. but less it, well, it less well lit. Yeah. Gee, mate. It just looks bad. I mean, we've been to street races before, right? There's no, there's no elegant way to erect a street race. No, um, no there's not. So we're, like- we're not saying – we're not saying that this is a bad job versus somewhere else that's you know just got it perfect, but the whole hook of this race was the city of Las Vegas, and that is completely lost with with everything that's that's gone up. And it it does it looks like a, a kids Meccano set Formula it, One track. It's a construction zone. It's steel. There's just steel fencing everywhere. everywhere, and only when they go to the aerial shot do you see portions of the strip. Portions. Of the strip, it is ugly, and then we get into the actual running of the event, which we were hoping would be our savior. We thought, you know, mm. the sphere and all that stuff, whatever. I mean, the sphere itself is freaking ugly. It's just a big yeah. light bulb, as Jensen Button called it, and it stands out so poorly because the rest of Vegas is invisible. Mm. Anyway, agree, agree. Yeah, but then we get to the yeah. session. We get eight minutes in. Esteban Ocon first runs over this manhole, this protruding. Well, no. no, the outside rather of the manhole. The the what was it yeah. called? The I don't know what you call it. The support of it, for lack of a better yes. term, the concrete support. Yep. And it, it's come up with Ocon's car. Clearly raised it a little bit and damaged his chassis because I believe they have to replace theirs as well. And then mm-hmm. Carlos Sainz has gone over it, and and interestingly, the yellow flag came out, which they've since ascertained must have been the marshal noticing it raised which is great work yep. by the marshal. So firstly, Incredible. huge shout out mm-hmm. to, to him or her who's noticed that because Carlos slowing down probably 30 clicks. Has probably <laughs> saved his life. Considering the damage done to the vehicle, it's pretty bloody pretty bloody wild. So we got eight minutes in, Carlos's car is torn up to pieces, torn up to pieces, and the communication has just been god-awful since. Yeah, I mean, just to go back to Carlos, he he hit this this bump, which it was really quite hard to understand what it was on the onboards. They even slowed it down, and it still didn't look quite. You weren't quite sure what it was. He hit this bump so violently, his head raises probably three or four inches, which may not sound like a lot, but he's travelling at two hundred plus k's an hour and goes up and down, and it was bone rattling what he would have gone through. I can't imagine that was very comfortable. And on top of that. His the, the in, his entire car immediately the moment he hit the bump, little thing flashes on his steering wheel, stop the car immediately, like just turn the car off. Hundred percent. So, you know, he he's stopped dead on the track. No one else can do anything, and then this whole what what I would what I would say the cloak of Formula One descends, and we get very little information. We get a lot of vague, vague, and not informative statements about what is actually going on, 
And there was even some some significant confusion around whether Esteban Ocon actually did hit the same yes. part of the track as what Carlos Sainz did. And I don't think that's really been cleared up as yet either. As as a first session on what has been the marquee race of the season, this is a farce. Well, but it's not just the first session, right? So we got eight minutes of running where no one really put in a put in a representative lap. And then FP two which was already going to start at, what, 1 a.m.? 1 o'clock, yeah. It has been delayed till 2.30. They've kicked the fans out. Now, we talked about the ticket prices. A lot of these people would have spent such a significant amount of money <laughs> to be there and see eight minutes and then be kicked out before the next session, presumably because the roads have to be open to locals again at 4 a.m. and they don't want people walking around the streets. Goodness me. So- you're left with as a fan eight minutes of action on track for one full day. And I wouldn't even call that action unless you happen to be anywhere near signs. Man. Uh, yeah. I, I think it speaks for itself. I mean, what what else are you supposed to say? Can I can I read to you? Um You know I love when you read is, to me. What has <laughs> what has actually transpired afterwards? Because I think this is quite interesting as well. Yeah. Um I did I did mention this to you. Um, so, obviously, Ferrari have been the most affected by all of this this chaos, and um, and Fred Vasseur is is not a happy chappy. So no. he finished the uh, FP one, and this is what he said: um, "What Carlos said was, I hit something on track. He didn't know exactly what it was." Mm-hmm. The situation is that we've changed the monocoque, the engine, the battery. I think it's just unacceptable. We fucked up the session for Carlos. He won't be a part of F2, FP2 for sure. We have to change the chassis of the car. I think it's just unacceptable from F1 today. That's what Freddie Vasseur said immediately after FP1. Yep. I completely agree with him. Mm-hmm. I think this is he's, – he's, he's been actually quite measured in his response as Agreed. far as I'm concerned because I would be very gets, angry. He gets less measured though. He does get less measured. But <laughs> before that, they Ferrari then appealed to the stewards and said, look, this is effectively a force majeure. This has got nothing to do with us. Right. We, did, we did nothing wrong. We mm-hmm. were simply part of FP1. Mm-hmm. And now this considerable amount of damage has happened to our car. Replacing the battery, for those of you playing at home, means that there is a grid penalty in place for Carlos. Ten places, nothing, uh, nothing short of significant. And so they petitioned to the stewards for effectively a pardon. Look, we understand that this has happened. You understand that this has happened and it's not our fault. Let's just uh, let's just change the battery, no harm, no foul, and let's just play on, okay? Let me read to you exactly what the stewards replied to Ferrari. Having received a request from the competitor requesting a derogation of the sporting regulations in order to allow a replacement of the energy store from the outside pool without penalty, And having heard from the team representative, the director, FIA single-seater department, having viewed video evidence and examined the team's declaration sheet, the stewards determine that notwithstanding the fact that the damage was caused by highly unusual external circumstances, Article 2.1 of the Formula One Sporting Regulation obliges all officials, including the stewards, to apply the regulations as they are written. Wow. Yeah. Can you remember... I know they were talking about in the commentary team, but nothing comes to mind for me other than during a race where I remember Felipe Massa drove over a drain cover in Monaco going up the hill 
and that ruined yep. his race entirely. I believe someone drove over one in the tunnel at one point. Uh, may have been a different year, but I've never. But I don't. The, I don't recall a practice session race. though. Yeah. No, these are in race incidents, and I think you can be. Not that, not that it makes it any better, but during a race, things things do inevitably happen. You know, I mean, a, a car crashes in front of you, you drive over damage. That's part of being in a race. You know, this is this is the first practice session at a brand new track where Formula One has invested all of this cash to make sure that this event happens. And within within two laps, a car is completely and utterly destroyed. Yeah, destroyed. Destroyed. That's, that's, uh, I think it's, that... not, it's not a crash into the barriers no. where where things fly off, but this car is destroyed. So, well, I just don't understand. And Jensen Button made a very good point on on commentary just before FP two started, which was surely the t- all the teams can just vote and say, "Yeah, Look, I this, saw that. This yeah. isn't Ferrari fault," and 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 get on with it. And I actually agree with him. I think that's that's where these things should should head because yeah. I can't imagine. Unless the teams are particularly being petty, I can't imagine that there would be a team who would vote against this for Ferrari. Well, we've seen in this particular case. Yeah, but at the same time, this is where some teams and I and I will take up the stewards here just a tiny bit because I was speaking actually to my brother-in-law of all people um, between these sessions, and he kind of made the point that if you don't enforce the rules, you get no Mikey no situations where you you know you just it's a free for all in terms of what happens, but. You know, I refer back to Brazil last week. A red flag is normally a free-for-all, unless you're an Australian and you get stuck a lap down for reasons known only to the stewards when there's every every yep. opportunity to not make that the case. And then this week, I mean, I think this is a no-brainer, right? I'm with you entirely. It's completely unfair to Carlos signs that a track that was only, I believe, today given the authorization to be a to be past, past fit to track to, to race on, which is insanity. Where Ferrari come undone a little bit is, you know, Indianapolis, and we're going way, way, way back, but teams, people remember this stuff, and they mm. were the Bridgestone runners who said, no, we're not putting in a chicane for the Michelin guys. Tough luck. You bought tyres that aren't any good. You know, the rules are the rules, and you won't be able to race, and Ferrari wanted to have a one-two in, a, in, the, in the last F1 shambles that we yeah. that we remember. Now, that said, for Mercedes or whoever it is that Ferrari are battling at the moment for a position in the championship, they could very well say, well, no, tough luck. Like, if it happened to us, would you give us the waiver? Probably not. And maybe they would, maybe they wouldn't, and there's no championship up for grabs here. So it would just be better if common sense could prevail, but there is factors of why it hasn't. And it would be silly of us to not acknowledge them. But still, I mean... By the way, FP2 is on live. There are cars going off are they? Like, all the time. They're hitting the brakes and just lighting up. The They can't stop the cars and they're going off everywhere. Because it's because it's 2 o'clock it's, in the morning. Well, not only because it's 2 o'clock in the morning, there's no support events. This track hasn't been raced on by anything or anyone else other than the eight minutes. They've got to learn from this. This is such a disaster already. It's a disaster already. This this Grand Prix is with us for another decade. Normally, normally the first race of a Grand Prix is maybe boring. I think about Baku, right? Baku was a boring first race, and now it's it's great. Every you know every couple of years there's a boring race, but generally Baku is pretty good. 
Baku was never like this. Look, I hope for our sake and for the fans' sake that actually paid to be there, that's who I feel the most sad for at the moment. I mean, yeah, yeah. Ferrari, it sucks. And it, and we haven't even touched on the cost cap side of it, which is, you know, this costs yeah. a shitload of money for both these teams that got damaged because a track that was only cleared as a racing track today based on a road car test, a road car test. <laughs> what are we Crazy. doing? So anyway, there's that factor as well, which I also feel that if they didn't get the, you know, the exclusion in terms of the rules, they should at least get the exclusion in terms of the cost. That should be stricken because F1 have given them a tractor race on that is insufficiently prepared. And that is not the team's fault. You know, we talk about drivers get penalties for team mistakes and blah, blah, blah. Well, F1 should waive any such penalty incurred cost-wise for Ferrari and Alpine this weekend because they failed to prepare a track sufficient for racing. Yep. Absolutely agree. I mean, they've even admitted it. They've yeah. admitted that the track is not is not ready. That's why we didn't get FP1. The FIA themselves have said, yep, we, we can't race on this track at the moment as it is, and we're going to work on it for, for FP2. Then surely anything that happened in those eight minutes didn't happen. Yeah, you, would, you would think, common sense-wise. Well, anyway, FP2 is on. It's been running for about... What fifteen minutes while we've been talking? So let's hope. So we've got more. We've got more session than uh, than before. So that's a bonus. We've got more session than before. But the drivers will be also. This is the other factor that I think. You know, the session started at two thirty a.m. local time. So the East Coast might see some of it if they get up at six thirty a.m. for uh, for breakfast. They, they also gave them. A, they also gave them an extra ninety minutes. So that's good for the drivers, waiting up until 2 a.m. in the morning and then driving for an hour and a half. Good times. 2.30 a.m. to finish at 4 a.m., which isn't that when the road has to be opened? Yep. So what is the logistics going to look like of getting these cars in a safe place before the roads are all reopened as well? There's so much just about this that's a stinker already. And I'll tell you what, if I was a fan who had a grandstand, particularly an expensive one, any grandstand, because they're all freaking expensive, I'd be wanting a refund of some sort. Are you kidding me? Definitely. I saw eight minutes of action on day one out of two hours. Definitely. Especially if you especially if you went for the weekend and bought tickets for today, which is the only day that you could probably afford as right. a normal human being. Right. <laughs> you know? Like for some honestly, oh, no, for some I know. people, this is it. Dude, I know. I'm agreeing with you. It's just wild that they've kicked the fans out. I really don't know. What a wild day. Yes. Well, we got one <laughs> shout out is the Marshall that noticed it and put the yellow flag out. Bravo. Absolutely. One person he or was she, competent. Well done. <laughs> yep. Well done. Yeah, Let's geez. hope the weekend gets better. It can't get worse. I'm not into misery porn. I want to, I want this to be good. <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> there you go, listeners. There's your headline. <laughs> there your Taylor headline. is not into misery porn. <laughs> Oh, God. Well, mm. yeah. So we're halfway. Well, not even halfway. We're 20 minutes into P2 just to give a last little update, and it's Ferrari and Red Bull at the top of the sheets as it stands. All right. Mm. Maybe we'll check in after quality. Maybe this is maybe this is the theme of the weekend. Maybe maybe our listeners will get hit with three pods this week. Go big. It's Vegas, right? Yeah, baby. I'm so anti this race now. I was very pro this race, but I've just become very anti it over the last couple of weeks, and- yeah, I tell you what, today's not 
not doing much for me. No. It's not helping. And I'm real. I tell you what, genuinely, I thought they would get a better angle or a better camera shot or a better view of the cars yeah. down the strip. I, that's what so, I was actually really excited to see. But they've got yeah. this fencing so high, and because the lights on the track are so bright, everything on the sides of the see. tracks is almost grayed out. Like it's like this shaded sort of black, and it just yeah, it's not good. It makes Vegas look it's, shit. It's not, it does. It's not the Vegas of it's not the Vegas Formula One of of my dreams. No any stretch of the imagination. No, the track is so well lit. Singapore looks great at night. Brilliant, absolutely brilliant at night. How does this look so look terrible? At, look at Abu Dhabi. Abu Dhabi looks great at Abu night. Abu Dhabi does look great that's, at night. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, that's it for now. What do we call it? Viva Las Far. Viva, Viva Fast Vegas. Viva Fast Vegas. Well, Viva Fast Vegas. Let's hope it gets better. Mm. All right, my friend. This was fun. It was fun. All right, man. Possibly see you tomorrow if there's something to speak about more. We'll see. Ciao. Peace out, listeners.